celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Judy is screening your calls. Don't forget, you can also get through to us via email, your voice at animalradio.com. Or if you have the Animal Radio app for your smartphone, iPhone or uh, Android, not your dumb phone, your smartphone. If you have that, you can ask your questions right there on the app as well as listen to the show and check in with us. Also visit us over on Facebook this week. I understand we have some big cash and prizes over Ooh. at Facebook. In fact, am I eligible for that? Can I go like the page and win? No. No. Okay. Alan, I need your help. Yes. New neighbors moved in next door. They, they have, I mean, they're real nice. I haven't actually met them yet, but they have what I assume are huge dogs. They have two. I've seen Is, them. You've seen them? Yeah. They're like, uh, they look like a Labradoodle or something. There's two huge They ones. start barking at 6 a.m. in the morning. I really don't want discord among the neighbors, Ooh. but uh, I know a lot of people suffer from this. What, what would you do? If I if dogs were barking at six a.m., <laughs> I would go talk to the folks. You would. I would go talk to them about it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, come on. You gotta. I don't want to be the what? you know the first encounter that I have with them. You know me saying. Well, you go over with some nice cookies or dog treats. You know, bring oh. a gift at six o'clock it's hard in the morning. People. No, you don't go over there at six o'clock in the morning. You know, first you you get some cookies or you get some dog treats and you go over and say, "Hey, how's it going? I'm your new neighbor. What's up? I love your dogs. They're really pretty. Uh, how come? You know, uh, could you? Do you think you could? Because at six a.m. they start barking. Do you think you could help me with that? You know, and, and try to get their help. You know, yeah, but what don't are they going to do? They're probably saying the same thing. They're going, you know, damn dogs are are barking at six a.m. How do I, I shut them up? I would run over there because I had this problem once before. Yeah. At 2 a.m., barking dogs, and we went over to the neighbor's house, pounding on the front doors, and they were there. They would not answer their door, but their dogs were yapping away in the backyard. So I, I would get out there at 6 a.m. and knock on their door. Did it work, though, Debbie? <laughs> um, you know, it did. It did. Um, we never actually had that conversation, but the barking did stop. <laughs> so they, I think they I knew mean, we were upset. That's tough. You know, dogs like that. And when there's two of them, you know, a lot of times there's two of them. One is instigating the other and they just they go they go nutty you know they just love to bark that's what they do they like to bark at people through the fence they like to make noise they like to hear themselves bark they like to warn you that someone's coming that's just what they do but you can't stop it you can really stop it if you want to now what, what should their parents do for it you got, you got to actively go out there and, you know, you got to teach them the word quiet and, and you reward them with praise and, and treats when they're quiet and when they're barking, you give them corrections. You got to constantly correct them so that they understand. My dog used to do that. He still does. I mean, he'll bark when somebody comes up to the house. I just open the window. I go, Rudy, quiet. And he shuts up, you know, and basically he knows if he doesn't listen the first time, I'm going to put him in a dark room for 20 minutes, which he hates. That's how you punish a dog. Is that, put him is in that a what dark you do? Room. Put him in a dark room? Huh. That's put actually, him in a dark room. That's and, how, and you know what else? Yes. You know what else i'll show him i have a big muzzle i'll show it to him because i put it on him once and he's like oh man i don't want that on i'll put that on i put that on him once for a half hour and, and he listens to whatever i say what is that like a dunce of, cap or something like that a no muzzle do, cap? Do, you know dogs do everything with their mouths so if yeah. you, you know that's a big punishment right oh. there you put a muzzle on a dog it's like holy cow i'm messed i can't do nothing so you know he hates that so he knows that barking is okay until i tell him hey cut it out Oh. You know, he knows. He knows the word quiet. You're the only one with uh, obedient animals on the dream team. I got to tell you that right now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, we're working I think on it. Boss is pretty well behaved. Uh, he he listens to me very well. He does not listen to my husband for nothing. 
<laughs> well, you know, I, I saw the way, you know, a few weeks ago back at Super Zoo, I love the way you did the hand signals and made him sit, and he was just watching you. He was just staring in your eyes. I thought you had That's him under control do. very well. That's what they do. Well, thank you. He, very he definitely, he knows I'm the disciplinarian in the household. <laughs> and, and Alan, I got to wonder, what the heck did your parents do to you? Locking the dogs in the dark and putting muscles well, you know, that's on them? The, that's the best punishment you can give a dog is if, if you, even before you train a dog to do something or after you're done training a dog, if you put them in a dark, quiet room, it actually, they hate it. They're locked away from the pack and they actually think things get into their brains when you do that. And that's the best way to punish a dog. You separate them from the pack, put them in a dark, quiet room for about 15, 20 minutes. And then when you let them out, you're happy to see them. But that's a great punishment for a dog because people are always like, how do I discipline them? That's the way to do it. That's just my opinion. It works really well. They put me in a room, in dark room whenever I miss Oh, that behave. explains it, so Hal. That, that probably explains it. I'm, I'm Hal's, Hal's in a dark room right now. I am. He's always in a dark place. <laughs> uh, speaking of someone in a dark room, Stacy, what do you got going on? They say that art is in the eye of the beholder, uh-huh. but would you pay 35 bucks for a piece of art that's been done by an otter? Sure. Yeah, the kind that swim in non trees in the, in the lakes. You know, those big logs. Maybe yeah. that's a woodchuck. I, I don't know. Beavers. What do otters really do? They, they take their tails and flap around and stuff. I don't know what they really do. What's the purpose of an otter? I guess to paint. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. So many questions, so little time. We have Ben on the phone. Hey, Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good. Where are you calling from today? Actually, I'm out on the lake. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Kicking it on the lake, listening to Yeah. Animal. So what's going on? Oh, what I have is a um, Canadian German Shepherd. We rescued her, and we picked her up when she was about a year and a half. She's probably right around four years old now. Okay. And we know she was probably a backyard breeder because she had a pup with her. And the pup ended up having um, hip dysplasia. So the veterinarian Aww. did the surgery on the pup and ended up keeping the pup because he liked it so much. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, what about her? What's she, what she got going on? So anyway, now her name's Daisy. She's, she's an awesome dog. I, I cannot express how awesome she is. But, like, she, she used to be able to jump up in the back of the truck. She can't do that. She yikes really loud. Makes loud noise, uh, like, in a lot of pain. Okay. Um, like, if we're playing with her in the house uh, with, with the ball, she likes to run back and forth and jumping in the air. You'll hear, you'll hear, you'll uh, hear her yipe, and mm-hmm. a couple of times when I touch her in her hips, and she is yiped. So I have okay. concerns that more than likely she may have hip dysplasia. Yeah, no, I would share that concern as well, there, Ben. And I think uh, now I'm assuming you haven't really had this looked at yet, or, or have yet, you seen a veterinarian? No, no I have okay. not. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that um, that confirmation that you need to pick up the telephone and call your veterinarian because those symptoms that you are noticing are definitely of concern for um, a dog for hip dysplasia. Now, the first thing when you when you started with your call, um, a German Shepherd, that by all means is one of the first things we talk about. Um, is there is a, an inherited and a breed tendency for things like hip dysplasia? Um, so if a pup already had a problem, um, then yes, I'm gonna say that's. Very 
very suspect for her. So anything, early symptoms of hip dysplasia in a young dog or even a young adult dog. You know, we might see a shortened gait. They may be a little crouched down in the back end. Some dogs will do what we call a bunny hopping gait, where their back legs kind of go together like a rabbit instead of left, right, left, right. Those are very subtle things. Now, if we're seeing pain, difficulty jumping, or if you're like, if you put your hand over the hip area and as she's moving, you feel a pop. Um, those are all more advanced signs that we've got some problems there. So the first thing I like to do for a pet with these types of concerns is to get some x-rays, to know what we're up against and what the realities of what we can and can't do to help um, one individual. Sometimes it may be medication. Other times it might be surgery. And I think that's going to be the first point as we figure out where your doggy fits into this equation. And uh, and then at, at least in the meantime, till you do get to the veterinarian, I would not hesitate to get this baby on some good joint support. Things like glucosamine or even lubricin, which is a hyaluronic acid uh, supplement. It helps to replace some of the synovial fluid, the, the cushioning. Um, lubricin? Lubricin, yeah. You'll hear about okay, it on I've our show. Yeah, it's actually in a liquid formula. And these type of products can help in a kind of natural way to help relieve inflammation, pain, and to restore the joint to a better situation. Now, there are some joints that need more help than that. So we might need to pull out other medicines, non-steroidal pain relievers, um, sometimes um, narcotic-like medicines like tramadol can be very helpful for dogs um, with minimal side effects for long-term use if those hips are really, really bad. We exercise her. She likes running on the treadmill, believe it or not, about 20 to 30 minutes a day, maybe a mile, mile and a half, two miles. Okay. And that's great if she's got that interest and she wants to do that and she has, um, you know, the drive. The thing we have to watch is that, you know, there's probably pain associated with that. So if you're oh, noticing yeah. her having discomfort during the day, I take a little easy with that exercise till we can get okay. um, a good diagnosis, know where we're at with things. Um, but definitely a dog with arthritis, That's and that's a great point you bring up. We don't want a dog with arthritis to sit around the house. That's the worst thing we can do. I'll tell yeah. you, I was away on vacation, uh, you know, enjoying um, uh, a few Mai Tais in Hawaii, and we had a dog sitter watching our dogs. I have a 13-year-old Labrador. She goes out walking with us about four to five days a week for an hour in the morning, and she's arthritic. We're treating it. But I'll tell you what, being cooped up in a house for two weeks, we came back, and she had lost a lot of function. She was oh, wow. stiff. She was gimping, and she did not have the stamina she did oh. just three weeks prior. So. It is really important to keep up that exercise, but also to make sure we're not pushing her too far and control that pain as best we can. And you can keep her off concrete, right, Dr. Debbie? Keep her on, like, grass, soft surfaces. That'll help a little, won't it? If you can, just like people. You know, if you're you're a jogger, um, it's better to jog on either dirt or grass than, you know, on those solid uh, concrete surfaces. Let's say uh, for somebody that has a dog that with this hip dysplasia, and the, the what they have to do is end up having surgery on the dog. How successful is the surgery uh, upon a canine like that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to depend greatly on what type of approach and what kind of surgery they can do. Now, for young dogs, like you mentioned, his 
her pup, um, if we can intervene before arthritis sets in, when they have a nice um, kind of cleared uh, hip joint where they don't have that arthritic buildup, but they have poorly fitting hips, dogs that have that surgery called a TPO have excellent success. But that we have to intervene generally before a year to year and a half. So for an older pet, we're either going to talk either hip replacement or what we call an FHO, a femoral head ostectomy. And it will depend a lot on what your pet's x-rays look like and and overall health. She's awesome dog. And sounds like you love her dearly. So, you know, um, I would definitely pick up that telephone, get your vet on the line, and get that baby in there and get her checked out, okay? And enjoy your day on the boat. We appreciate you calling in. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 14th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour. Get your licks on Route 66. Along with media sponsor Animal Radio, the tour travels down America's favorite highway, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events. With the help of companion sponsor Zymox, the tour has helped place over 16,000 pets into new forever homes in the first 13 years. Cat food sponsor Cadet, grooming sponsor Hands-On Gloves, hotel sponsor Sponsor Kimpton, campground sponsor KOA, and advocate sponsor Barkworthy's are also part of the fun at each event. Companion sponsors Tito's Vodka for Dog People, Brutus Bone Broth, Earth Bath, and Zulu Tails go along for the ride as we bring our giant spinning wheel full of prizes to raise money for each shelter. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to find out where the tour may stop near you and come out for a safe and fun way to support animal adoption. And who knows, you might just find your new forever friend. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Toll free to Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and Wendy Diamond. And I believe we're going to line four where we have Donna for Joy. Hi, Donna. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, well, I have uh, two cats, a 12 and a half year old uh, named Gracie, who is a, a tortie and white, and I have uh, Chessie, who is about a year old now, and uh, she's a uh, calico from animal control, and she sort of uh, pesters my older cat because she really wants to play with her, and I want to ask her if I get a, like, maybe a four-month-old kitten to be her buddy and wrestle with her and give her her play outlet, will she leave my 12-year-old kitty Gracie alone? Well, and I have How to tell she- you, both kitties, Donna, are with me, and Jessie is so excited to jump in there and say she's not tormenting Gracie. She's trying to get her to be more active because she believes when she's more active, she's going to be healthier, she's going to be happier, it's going to be life will be more fun for her, so she thinks she's really doing her a great, great favor. So one of the things I would suggest you do with Jessie is compliment her on why she's trying to play with Gracie and let her know how much you appreciate the thought. And then we can talk to her about things like, we really appreciate that, honey. And do you know Gracie sees this entirely differently? And she tells me, no. And I'm saying, well, I think that would be probably obvious by Gracie's behavior, that we think it would be more appropriate to play with someone that wants to play and let Gracie do what she's wanting to do, which is to be more quiet. So Jesse just said to me, okay, so what's the options? And I'm saying you can get another kitty that would be your playmate. And she just gave me the funniest little look, Donna. She says to me, 
then maybe I can teach her to help me with Gracie. Oh, no. Then they'd gang- <laughs> See, I'm afraid they would gang up on Gracie, and both of them would start chasing her around. Well, that's going to be a thing that you would need to actually supervise there, my dear. Just let them know lovingly, because they are trying to do Gracie a favor. So it's it's not like they're being mean to her or wanting to do something bad to her. So what you can do with that, and by the way, she does want someone to play with. So getting her another kitty would be a good thing in her thought. And uh-huh. I would just keep talking to her about the two that want to play need to play. You need to leave Gracie alone. And give them timeouts if they chase Gracie. Just take them, put them both okay. in like a bathroom or somewhere that isn't their normal place that they're going to go and hang out, but someplace where they're going to be comfortable and, of course, not be harmed or anything. And every yeah. time they chase her, give them maybe 10 minutes timeout. And if you're not there to okay. supervise initially, give Gracie her own space that uh, she doesn't do have to worry about the others. you one of those little collars that you got that had that funny alarm that you could make go off would be a good thing to put on Chessie that would just give her a noise every time she was aggressive to Gracie. She gets a little aggravated when I showed her that collar, which means she may do exactly the opposite. Cats can be uh, a little bit contrary like that. Okay. Now, if I, if, you, if I have time, what does Gracie think about getting a four-month-old kitten to, you know, take the heat off of her and give Chessie a buddy? She thinks as long as it works like that, it's a great idea. But she does want you to supervise and make sure that she's not going to be attacked by two. Okay. Thanks for your call, Donna. We appreciate it. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey, it's Vinnie Penn, your party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. You know one saying that I've got to tell you, it may be true, it may not be true. I always encourage the Animal Radio listeners to to shoot me an email at Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. But even if this is true, which I would really find that hard to believe, I'm I'm sick of hearing it. And that's the saying, hey, dogs' mouths are cleaner than humans. My two beloved dogs, you know, I always gave them kisses, kisses on the head, playing with their ears and them kiss. I never really did. I'm going to come right out and say it, you know, the French kiss with my dog or the full on their tongue lapping at my lips kiss. Uh, I never really did that. When I see people doing that, I'm always just... Especially after you've just seen the dog in particular spend a good 20 minutes giving himself, quite frankly, I'll just I'll come right out and say it, a genital bath. And the person says, oh, come on, you know, the dog's mouths are cleaner than humans. I'm finding it hard to believe. Is there doggy scope? Has anybody, is, can I go to a pet? I, I haven't been in, in a while. Is there doggy scope? Is there doggy floss? I know my two dogs didn't get up in the morning and brush their teeth. Uh, So how is it possible that this dog who just ate a lizard, uh, lapped at his his own crotch region, maybe even you know ate his own feces or, or licked another dog's butt? His mouth is really cleaner than your own. You're saying if that's the case, then might I suggest you just have all of your teeth and your gums removed? Just stitch your mouth up because if your dog's mouth is cleaner than yours, then yours should never be allowed to be open. Again, Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, on Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. 
It's pretty common knowledge that some college students have more than studying on their minds. But even with all that monkeying around, you'd think that students at Duke University would be smarter than a monkey. A recent study at Duke pitted two female monkeys against 14 college students. Both were asked to solve math problems. They were shown two sets of dots on flashcards, which they had to mentally add. The humans were not allowed to count or verbalize as they worked. Surprisingly, the monkeys did about as well as the college students. Their research pointed to the importance of language in helping humans solve more advanced calculations. Now both teams were paid for their efforts. The college students received ten dollars, and the monkeys—well, they got their favorite drink, Kool-Aid. Humphrey Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately, with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and. Let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. Eight hundred four seven eight six zero eight four. Eight hundred four seven eight six zero eight four. Eight hundred four seven eight six zero eight four. That's eight hundred four seven eight sixty eighty four. Hi, this is Dr. Paul on Incredible Radio. Is that what it is? Animal Radio. Okay, I'm sorry. Hello, this is Dr. Paul on Animal Radio. You know, take care of the pets and make sure that in these hot days that you know, they get in lots of water and don't tie them outside in the sun because then they get a heat stroke. This is an Animal Radio news update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. An alligator was found in a supermarket parking lot on New York's Long Island just a day after another gator was discovered in the same lot. It was a three to four foot long alligator, and it was in the Pathmark parking lot. They found it on a Wednesday. On a Tuesday, a two to three foot gator was found in the same spot. The reptiles were captured. They were turned over to Nassau County Emergency Services Unit. They were sent to a reptile sanctuary in Florida, and、uh, there are reports that authorities believe that somebody dumped it there. Gee, wonder how they figured that one out. This was the third alligator sighting on Long Island in less than a week. Last Friday, an alligator was found crawling on the front lawn of a mistake beach home. Broward County authorities say the winner of a roach eating contest died shortly after eating dozens of roaches and worms. Several contestants ate insects to win a python. That was the grand prize of the contest at Ben Siegel Reptile Store in Deerfield Beach. The Broward County、uh, Sheriff's Office says the winner of the challenge, 32-year-old Edward Archibald, became sick right after he collapsed in front of the store. He was taken to the hospital, where he was pronounced dead. The sheriff's office said Monday it was waiting for an autopsy report to determine the cause of death. No other contestants became sick after that contest. You know, you can eat cockroaches; they're safe. They're on the FDA list. You can eat a cockroach. You know, you'll want of them、um, as long as they are raised in a controlled environment, like a laboratory. But the kind that are just, you know, around people's houses,、uh, eating all the crap that, you know, from 
sewage or whatever, you can't eat those. So who knows? Maybe one of the bad cockroaches got in there. I don't know. If it's an FDA cockroach, you can eat it. A hungry orphan black bear cub entered an Arizona home and it ate chocolate cake before it was discovered by the homeowners. Um, It was sent to a local zoo now, according to wildlife officials. They called 2012 a difficult one for southeast Arizona bears due to wildfires and drought. Arizona Game and Fish Department uh, went on this call, and this black bear was inside the home. It's a Sonata area home. And the homeowners awoke. They found this bear cub had entered their home through an open kitchen window. They ate it. This bear ate some chocolate cake. It's just like the story of the three bears. It didn't get to lay down or try a chair out, as far as we know, but... It was there stuffing its mouth with chocolate cake. The uh, Arizona Game and Fish removed the cub. They transferred it to the Heritage Park Zoo in Prescott. Since the cub is too young to fend for itself in the wild, it's uh, expected to become part of a future zoo exhibit. Arizona has an estimated 2,500 black bears. That's the only bear species that's found in the state. You know what? If you're going to go in a home and eat something, you might as well eat chocolate cake. What else could you want? I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Alan Cable, here's today's Scam Watch. A lot of folks are going to the internet to find themselves puppies. Folks like Dawn, who lost one of her dogs. On Thanksgiving. So she went online to find a new puppy. Came upon bestfriendhusky.com. She read all the testimonials on the website and felt comfortable with it. All of them said they would come back again and get another husky. She picked out one of the puppies and sent the breeder in Minnesota 500 bucks. But did the dog arrive? No. She sent another $905 that was supposed to be for a special heated crate. I finally realized that this is for sure a scam. The website was taken down and she never heard from the breeder again. Thousands of people a year who just want to get a new puppy are getting ripped off. We get tens of thousands of complaints on this. I would never get a puppy sight unseen. Many times the pet you fall in love with online doesn't even exist. It's just a picture off the internet. Dawn got herself a new puppy, but she also got scammed. He's an evil man. This is Animal Radio. Hi, this is Park Overall. I am just thrilled about the animal radio. Please, stay and neuter your animals. Please. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. The phone's ringing off the hook, and Dan is on the phone for Alan. Hi, Dan. Oh, let's, I got to hit that button there. I'm yeah. sorry about that. Hey, Dan, how are you doing? <laughs> Oh, I'm doing just great. I got Alan right here. What's on your mind? Well, first of all, I want to tell you, I just absolutely love the show. Oh, well, thanks. And uh, I really especially like Vinny and his uh, oh, Vinny animal Penn. responsibility stuff. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I've been a lifelong horse and dog owner, and uh, my first career uh, for the most of my life was as a horseshoer. Um, but I've been driving a semi for a number of years now. And uh, uh, I wanted to respond to the uh, truck driver who was asking about a breed. Oh, yeah. Um, I think if he looks around, he'll see an awful lot of miniature schnauzers in the big trucks. Why is that? Um, Well, when I first started driving a truck, I didn't have a dog for a while. I'd always had cow dogs and bird dogs, and they're medium to large dogs. And... uh, it was kind of a miserable first couple of years not having a dog, but I looked around and 
miniature schnauzers were absolutely one of the most popular breeds, and I can see why now. I went to the Humane Society, and on the bulletin board, there was uh, a one-year-old male schnauzer uh, listed for sale, and I went and bought him. His, hmm. name, is, his name is Fritz, and, uh, of course, I've always taken my dogs to work with me, and uh, he's a very devoted little dog. He's just the right size for a truck to get around between the seats and into the sleeper and back and forth, where a larger dog has harder problems. That makes a big difference when you live in a tight quarters. Well, um, plus I can't see big truckers driving around with poodles. I mean, I don't think there's anything personally wrong with what's it. What's wrong but with that? There's nothing wrong with it, but guys have this thing. Most truck drivers are guys, so there are a lot of women out. Forty percent of the uh, truck drivers are women. The schnauzers are uh, a little more manly. I would recommend that all dog owners be as attentive and as intelligent, smart, thought out, thought out as you are, buddy. Because you know your dog's behavior has so much to do with you. You have no idea. It has everything to do with you. And, and folks that call and they think they got the best dog in the world, usually the dog has the best owner in the world. Did you see the story, you guys, the other day? Uh, this dog saved a little baby's life, eight-month-old infant, very obedient dog, rescue dog, and the dog yeah, ran so into the bed. Room, jumped on, jumped on the bed, wouldn't get off the bed, was shaking, and the people are like, "What's going on?" So they go into the into the uh, nursery, and the little eight week old baby had stopped breathing, and this dog saved that baby's life. Wow. And, and that's yeah, that's the thing. These people are great owners, and so are you, my friend. I, I love truckers. Can I tell you uh, just a real quick story? I was at a truck stop the other day with my boy. He's eight years old. I like to expose him to different things, and he's looking at all the trucks, and he goes, "Dad, that would be cool." And two truckers, burly truckers, turn around and they go, boy, you stay in school. <laughs> so well, that fun. driver was right because probably 10 years from now, we're going to see probably at least half the trucks on the road. Well, robots. why is that? Well, they've already uh, authorized in Nevada and now California also to have the ro- robotic vehicles on the road. They're licensable. And, and uh, Google is actually the company that has uh, put the money up for uh, test projects. So, yeah, we're you're probably going to see it in uh, in a neighbor's uh, family vehicle soon, and also on the road. Wow! Yeah, in our lifetime. Uh, yeah, cars but, that drive themselves. How? Oh, wow! I have an well, that's I have good for me. question for you. <laughs> oh, okay. That dog that saved the baby's life. Did it happen yeah. to be a boxer? No, it was a mutt. It was a rescue dog. I mean, it, it was just a little, you know, mid-sized, uh, you know, really neat-looking dog. And it, you can find it on the internet. The stories on the. I'm always on the internet looking for stories like this. You know, I, I just love uh, seeing stories like this. It makes me feel good, and I, I just love dogs so much. So when I see these things, I always tell Hal about them. Everybody I know that has had a boxer has a family story where the boxer saved some kid from drowning or somebody from a burning <laughs> house. They just seem to be real. Um, protective family dogs that are really into hey uh, i i can tell you when i was a little kid i was about seven years old there was a white german shepherd have you ever seen a white german shepherd you guys very rare very wow rare, and yeah. and this was oh, in yeah. rockaway beach this was in rockaway beach queens and there was about eight of us kids and this woman who owned this dog weighed about 130 pounds the woman would say i can't remember the dog's name she would say watch the kids and this dog would not let us go anywhere he would hurt us and if some stranger walked up, he would just sit there right in front of us. And the closer the stranger got, he would just give a little growl, and the, and the people would turn around and walk away. But that was one of the smartest dogs that I'd ever seen. And I was just a little kid. This dog had wisdom, you know. He had that look in his 
guy like he was more than a dog. Uh-huh. Well, I have, I have one more comment, and I'm going to let you go. Okay. You know how uh, a lot of people are onto the true tra- uh, path of spirituality? Yeah. Those who don't have dogs are only half-stepping. They're only half stepping. You know what we got to do? We got to start the Church of the Dog. We'll just have like giant dog buildings all over. And dog, and, and we trust. You, yes, we can be the uh, we can be the preachers, you know, and it'll be the the religion of the dog. I well, like I listen to you on Sirius XM Radio. And well, cool. Sirius Star is the dog star. Yeah, that's it is. true. That is. Yes. Gotta love it. Hey, Dan, thanks for your call today. We appreciate it. Happy trails. You too. Another OTR checking in with us toll free for Dr. Debbie or for Alan Cable, Joey Volani, Joy Turner, or Wendy Diamond all here at your beck and call. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Eric Dane on Animal Radio, reminding you to spay and neuter your pets. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-478-6084-800-478-6084-800-478-6084-6084 You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. This is kind of cool. Let me ask you, Alan, let's say... You're out, you're shopping, doing whatever you're doing. You have your cell phone with you, and you live alone, but you get a phone call with the caller ID <laughs> from your house. I saw that story. That was funny, wasn't it? I would think someone's in my house. Someone's yeah. ransacking my house. They, they've called, uh, They've called. no one should be there. I'd call the police. That's exactly <laughs> what this guy did in Salt Lake City. Police went there, and they didn't find anything missing or broken. And it turns out... Later on, the man called police officers and told him he figured out the mystery. His dog had grabbed the home phone receiver and apparently hit the redial button uh-huh. while he was burying the phone in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, they had to call the phone to find where it was. Where you was know, the... It's ringing in the backyard under the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> I want to know, was it on redial? Well, I think the the phone dialed him on his cell phone, and then he was listening. And uh-huh. he, he could hear the he could hear all the scratching noise and all this noise. And oh yeah, the dog was actually burying the phone. At the but time. he thought somebody was he thought he thought somebody was ransacking his house. <laughs> That's funny. You Gotta can't make that. this stuff up. No, you sure can't. Uh, let's see. Is that your mic or my mic? That's your I mic. Your mic's on the fritz there. Uh-oh. You gotta figure that puppy out. 
Do you have uh, pictures of animals at your desk, Judy? I do. I have like, uh, you know, when my, my computer goes to sleep, the pictures come up and they play different pictures. Do you uh, Are you more productive because of those pictures that you have at your desk? I would think so. I don't think I, I'm less productive. Well, maybe you should double up on pictures there because I see that having pictures of baby cute animals at your desk increases your productivity. See, and everybody always teases me. This according to an article from Sarah Cliff from the Washington Post, and we welcome her to the show. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Good. How are you? So what, what research did you find out? What do you know? So this was a study done by some Japanese researchers at um, Hiroshima University. And what they did was they showed a group of university students some pictures before they played a board game that's, um, it sounds like a Japanese version of the game Operation, where you kind of have to drop all the pieces in the right part of the body. And what they found is they showed them pictures of grown-up animals, of cats and dogs, of baby animals, of um, kittens and puppies and pictures of um, tasty foods, things like steak or sushi. And they found far and away that the students, you know, were the most accurate right after seeing the pictures of the baby animals. And there really wasn't a very strong effect for the grown-up animals or for the really nice-looking food that the accuracy just really went through the roof after they looked at the baby animal pictures. Was this just women or women and men? No, it was women and men, and the effect was exactly the same. There was They, they tried to break it down by gender and didn't see any kind of breakdown in effect. Yeah, well, why do you think this is? So the, the researchers have a few reasons. One of the ones they give is that, you know, seeing um, is an evolutionary ex- explanation that when you kind of see a baby animal, it has those big eyes, it looks very helpless, and you kind of get a little more careful about your movements. You become, you know, a little more aware of this vulnerable creature that you're looking at and start being a little more careful with how you're moving. Do you have pictures at your desk? You know, I don't, but after I wrote about this study, it makes me think uh, maybe I should get some. I have pictures of Lockie everywhere on my desk. You're, you're <laughs> really pretty adorable. productive, aren't you? Really? Oh! Really adorable little photos, and I have to do it. It just makes me smile. I really have to do that. I have pictures of beer, beer on my desk. That motivates you. All different cans. I guess, so, so this doesn't apply to just babies, because, Judy, you were saying earlier it was baby pictures, well, this, but this is animal pictures. This is dogs, yeah, yeah and cats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this isn't actually, so it's only baby animals. So they did try with pictures of adult animals, of full-grown cats and dogs. That did not have any effect. Um, so I, wonder, they, I, just, I wonder if you put pictures of the dog's owner all around him, if he'd be more productive. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it'd be a very difficult scientific study to um, to design. <laughs> oh, can we see this online? Yes, it's at the Washington Post. If you go to Wonk Blog, which is the name of the blog I write for, and I believe the title of the article is something like, Want to be more productive at work? Look at this adorable kitten. <laughs> Great. So well, everybody stop teasing me. <laughs> I get a lot more yes. work done than you. Well, I actually bring my animal into work. Does that slow me down or does that speed me up? I don't know. There might be kind of um, the two effects canceling each other out there. <laughs> Sarah, we thank you so much for your time. We'll put a link over at the Animal Radio website that links to your article. Thanks. Great. Thanks for having me. We are very delighted to have Wendy Diamond as part of our dream team. What good are you up to this week, girlfriend? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna self-promote my Humane Society okay. of New York. We all have a Humane Society in all of our communities. So we're doing our big Halloween pet costume party that's going to benefit the Humane Society. And my dog, Lucky Diamond, has a wing there. It's the Lucky Diamond Critical Care Unit. And that is the ward where people who have 
major problems with their pets that need critical care, we have donated the money and the wings so that they can care for if they don't have the money to pay for it. And so the money will all go to that. And we've got Richard Belzer from Law and Order. Oh, wow. And we have Countess Luann from Real Housewives of New York. We've got Dina Manzo, who's on HGTV now. She's got Dina's party, but she was on uh, the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And we've got a lot more people, Thomas Roberts from NBC, who, by the way, just got married. Can you believe it? And he's gay. And Pat, him and his um, partner, Patrick, just got married. And their two dogs will be at our Halloween benefit. But if people are in the New York area, whether in New Jersey or Connecticut or, you know, Pennsylvania, and, you know, if you can't afford tickets and you want to, you can win tickets to come to our event. You just have to sign up and put your cute photo of your dog or cat or if you're a shelter that has a dog or cat that needs attention. Whoever wins this will be the co-host with Baby Hope at our Halloween pet costume party. And they will be on all the TV shows and they will be all over the world once this event happens so they can have that animal adopted. So this will be a really fun event. Okay, we'll put a a good heart. She really does. And she's a name dropper too. We're going to put links to that. Ah, Not really, but it's like the people, I don't really need to, but you know, it's at the end of the day, it's like who I am with because of what I do for a living. And, you know, I work with the United Nations. So it's, you know, I'm very involved with a lot of the different aspects of what they're supporting. So can I I ask you a question, Wendy? Do do they harvest Red Bull right from your veins? Is that where it comes from? Oh, you're so cute. I have two cups of coffee every morning. I wake up at 6 o'clock every morning. I do yoga three times a week. And I go to bed no later than 10.30 every night. Nothing good happens after midnight outside the bedroom. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-696-2871-800-696-2871-800-696-2871. That's 800-696-2871. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, Wendy Diamond, Joy Turner, Dog Father Joey Volani, Dog Trainer Alan Cable, Dr. Debbie. All a phone call away. It's Animal Radio. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls. Dr. Debbie was the one kid in the neighborhood when the kid fell off his bike. She hovered over and said, is there pain? Is there pain? (laughs) Can I see the blood? (laughs) On the show today, we're going to talk to Ripley's, believe it or not. We do this every year when they come out with the new Ripley's and find out what strange animals are doing what. We'll have giveaways. Is that that correct? we always have giveaways. Every year. That's very cool. 
all in the way right here on Animal Radio. Stacy, what are you working on? Well, we all know the story of the three bears. They go into this house and they check out the furniture. They check out the beds. They eat a little, take a little bite to eat. I know. Well, everybody's happy except the baby bear. It's always uncomfortable. I think that's the story, isn't it? That's the baby the story, bear's yeah. always yeah. complaining. <laughs> anyway, uh, kind of like the three bears, just the baby bear actually went into somebody's house and uh, started to help itself to the food. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. I believe Stacy has a brand new bear book. That Does we're, she? We're All about bears. The bears. The bears. You know, we were talking a few weeks back about how bull semen is so expensive. Just damn expensive these days. You can't buy cheap bull semen. <laughs> and for yeah, that that's reason... that's a problem everyone has. Yeah, for that reason, the uh, the, the farmers that are... Uh, or, or should I say... They're called farmers? I think so. They're okay. farmers, okay. yeah. Okay. That's, that's politically correct. In order for them to uh, get their female cows... Preggers, they're dairy cows. They're dairy cows. They have to wait for a certain time. They they have uh, well, they have to be in heat, right? right. Is that is right. it? And you, you never really know when that's going to happen. Well, it's tricky. It's yes. definitely very tricky because cat or cats, cows are only receptive for sometimes as eighteen hours. Wow, really that short? Yeah. So it can be tricky to find that. So it takes a, either cl- close observation or other tips and tr- uh, tricks to do that. There's a brand new trick. It's a brand new piece of technology. Actually, it's not new. It's a, it's a smartphone for the cow, which texts. <laughs> it texts the farmer when the cow is ready. And what? It, yeah, it... I know, hard to believe. I don't know how it exactly attaches, but it. I guess when they're in heat, obviously the temperature of the uh, something goes up somewhere, and they they fiddle around a lot. Yeah, too. plus their activity increases. So they got one of these little uh, gadgets that's implanted into the female, the genital cow. area, mm-hmm. and it has a motion sensor that attaches to the neck. And when these set off, it sends a text to the farmer saying, "It is time." To use that bull semen. Isn't that something? I wanted to get these guys on the phone. I tried to call them this morning before the show. I had no idea where I was calling, but I got a French answering machine. They oh. are they are French. They are French. Maybe maybe you know, should is, just stand next to the cow. Well, but you know that's the problem. You need, most dairy farmers have to do this like like four times a day to go out and watch them to see if they're doing naughty behaviors like mounting each other. Um, so you know, hey, go go farm, do something else, and you know it's kind of like being at college. You know, can you imagine this going off at college? You know, text would be going all over the place, all the <laughs> <laughs> girls in heat and guys in heat. Oh my um, how did how did cows mate before technology? How did they? Tell me, how did they do that? How did we get baby cows? Well, before they were actually, they weren't confined. They were out running around doing their own thing. Now we put them in, you know, raising capacities. I've never seen a cow run. So even if one cow's ready, by the time the other cow gets there, the 18 hours has passed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like another reality show. <laughs> cows gone wild. Yeah, No, it's just a show about farmers impregnating their cows. It would be interesting. But you know what? I, I feel bad for these poor guys because cows, usually, they tend to be more receptive at night. So this you know, poor guy's trying to sleep. He keeps getting texts all night long. <laughs> oh, but they love the life. Some of the shows that are on NBC right now, that, that would totally win compared to some of those shows. Are you saying that there's crap TV out there right now? Boy, is there a bunch of crap TV right now. Oh, yeah. Hey, Cindy. How you doing, Cindy? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? Water, Oklahoma. You got one of those new Sports Illustrated phones, didn't you, for a subscription, didn't you? No. Where, where are you calling from again? Stillwater, Oklahoma. Stillwater, Oklahoma. I drove through there once. Do you live there? Uh, well, I live outside of town here, yes. Okay. Uh, What's going on with your animal? I have the dock here and the trainer. We're all here for you. Awesome. 
Well, I've got a, he's about a four or five year old pit bull that I, I, that's what I do is I rescue animals. And I've had lots of them spayed and neutered, but this is the first one that I've ever had neutered that um, he's full enough larger now than he was before I had him neutered. Wow. Oh, okay. Just right in the scrotal area? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And how long ago did he have surgery? Uh, Monday. Okay. Is it getting bigger or did it get to like a big size and like how, how big are we talking? I mean, we're talking kiwi fruit, uh, oranges, um, um softballs. Like kiwi fruit. Yeah. yeah. Kiwi fruit. Like kiwi. Yeah. Okay. And and I called the vet and she told me, you know, that it, it happens sometimes and to put some GMSO furicin on it. Mm-hmm. But I've done that and done it and it's still not going down and he licks it off as just about as soon as I put it on there. So. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, the, the first thing is he can't be licking because um, we need to make sure this boy is in one of those lovely Elizabethan collars um, okay. because with a scrotal hematoma. So basically when this happens in male dogs, um, testicles are removed, um, but either um, because of a bleeding tendency, small blood vessels that kind of choose to keep on bleeding after surgery, um, or even some drugs can um, that are used um, for pain relief can sometimes alter the ability to clot and when that happens we can get this very large buildup of blood um, in the scrotum and um, sometimes that can be painful so for some of these doggies they do need pain medications um, we may uh, decide to put them on antibiotics if they're the incision decides to open up at all um, but it, it does really require some supervision by the vet so I'd make sure they put their eyeballs on this and it's not terribly common uh, so when when I do see this happen sometimes you know the first instinct is to say oh my god the vet botched the surgery holy cow and you know before i rush rush to judgment there are these other factors um and sometimes pit bulls believe it or not can be a dog where i do see a tendency for some types of problems um they can have a tendency for some types of inf- infections some uh, parasitic infections actually that can alter their blood um, coagulation their clotting um, so in some areas of the country if you have ticks it might be worthwhile um, having them check for some tick-borne diseases um, most of those can be treated um, with antibiotics if that's the case so um, that's where where I just kind of want to get an eyeball on them and uh, in other cases it's just like I said pain management and a tincture of time every pet's different but um, sometimes I'll encounter um, a non-steroidal pain reliever that we use for pain relief, and in some patients, it may cause them to bleed more, just like my father, who's on aspirin and blood thinners, and, um, you know, he gets poked with something, and, you know, we've got a, a bleeding mess, and it's, it's kind of like the ER when we go out in public. We're always throwing Band-Aids and styptic powders on him just to try to stop the bleeding. Um, so the biggest thing is keeping him away from that. So um, if you can get an Elizabethan collar without going to the vet, you can check your pet stores, feed stores. That might be one thing. Um, but as far as pain relief, you, you really got to get to the vet because I would be hesitant to tell you any over-the-counter pain relievers if he's already having a bleeding issue. Um, So I I would see your vet for the pain relievers. That's going to be the best way. Some doggies, you know, if he's really anxious or uncomfortable, um, they can get freaked out by this. So sometimes I'll use tranquilizers too. So, But that too, again, you're going to need to talk to your vet and see them for that. Thank you so very much for all your help. Hey, thanks for listening, Cindy. Let's uh, go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing? Doing well, guys. How are you? Good. What's going on in your world? Well, you know, I've got these two dogs that are from the same uh, breed, same litter, and I'm trying to take them out on walks, and I'm trying to take one out, leaving the other one, kind of watching the house, if you will. And when we tend to do that, the dog that's not getting walked is out of control, howling 
crying. It's, it's a nuisance. Um, is Alan there? A- I'm, I'm here, Jeff. I'm here for you, buddy. Now, you, you take the one dog out and everything is cool and you leave the other dog in the house and the dog howls and goes nutty? He does. And it's not even if he's in the house. I may even have him in the backyard while I walk the other dog. I mean, I get it. He's jealous that he's not getting walked while the other one is. But it's like no, he's not control noise, if you know what I mean. All right, buddy, he's not jealous. Okay, dogs don't get jealous. The, the problem is the pack is leaving, and you're leaving him behind, and he thinks he's in charge, and he's like, well, you, you guys aren't allowed to go. I didn't give you permission to go. So that's why he's howling. And to eliminate the problem, firstly, you got to be the pack leader. you got to be in charge, Jeff. Are you, are you in charge? Are you a man or a mouse, Jeff? Hey now, hey now. Come on, come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. Jeff, where's your, let me talk to your wife. I want to find out who's in charge in that house. <laughs> Jeff, you've got to, you've got to walk them together. One on your left, one on your right. You've got to keep them right at your side. You cannot let them walk in front of you. And above all, you've got to have a choker chain on so you can give corrections. And a correction is given with a quick flick of the wrist. You know, it's just a quick flick of the wrist and no talking, Jeff. And you walk them together every single day for at least 15, 20 minutes, at least one time a day. You enter the house first. You don't let them go first. You control the food. You do all these little things to let them know you're in charge. And once your dog sees that you're in charge, that you're a strong, confident, compact leader, the barking and the howling will stop because you'll just look at him and go, hey, quiet. Now, if he doesn't listen to you, you have to have a punishment place, you know, like a like a dark room or even, even his kennel. I mean, because you're always happy to see your dog when he comes out of the kennel. So you put him in that place to let him know that the behavior is not, you don't like it. And when he's doing what you do want, that's when you go, good dog. But you got to walk them together and you got to be the pack leader, Jeff. Can you do that? I can work on that. I can work on that. Work on that, buddy. And be patient. It doesn't happen overnight. You got to be patient. But the less words, the better. Don't talk so much. Use your body. Be calm. Stand straight. Confident. Awesome. Thanks for that advice. I I think you would have been talking to my wife because she does that to me. Because when my neighbor across the street, when she comes out of a house, I howl. <laughs> and she puts me on a choker chain. And um, so if you've been talking to my wife, we're going to have a problem here, Cable. Let me tell you. I, I think, I think Joey, I, I pictured you on a choker chain, Joey. Why did I know that? There you go. Thanks for your call, Jeff. Well, you lucky dog, don't forget you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's made possible by fear-free happy homes, helping your pets live their happiest, healthiest, fullest lives at home, at the vet, and everywhere in between. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. And thanks, Fear Free, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Mayim Bialik on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. 
And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800 696 2871. That's 800 696 2871. It's Animal Radio. Who made the coffee today? Is that you? I don't make Mm. <laughs> putting hair on my chest. Ladies and gentlemen, we all bow right now for the dog father, Joey Villani. You know what's funny is this week I got um, a few people emailed me for the um, same issue. And um, I've had um, two people that actually um, were asking me about a good ear cleaner. I know Ooh. I've spoken about it before, but I'm going to reiterate a few things. Um, a good general ear cleanser. And um, there's a few variables you got to take into consideration first. Are you using it just for general cleaning? Are you trying to clean something up like an infection or ear mites or something like that. And that's the first thing that you have to determine. If um, you don't know if the, if the pet has an ear infection, um, the easiest way to tell is smell it. it. If it smells funny whatsoever, it shouldn't smell like anything. It what should it? smell like a dog. Um, but if it okay. smells yeasty, if it smells sour, or if there's any sort of discharge that looks uh, not normal, like black discharge or even like mucusy, um, the first thing I would do at that point is take it to a veterinarian and have it professionally looked at, not your groomer, your veterinarian, because it could be something a little bit more serious. Mm. Groomers basically, what they'll do is just do a general, you know, cleaning of, of just earwax and debris. And um, you know, if you do that on a regular base, you should really not have too many problems with your pet's ears. Now, some pets and some breeds normally just have chronic ear problems like cocker spaniels and a lot of the, the setters and the spaniels, because of the way their ears are, they have you know, long, thick um, ear flaps that come over most of them. And what it does, it doesn't let the air get in there and dry things out. So if it gets a little bit moist, um, it, it's a little bit easier for it to, you know, grow any sort of bacteria or yeast or something like that. Anyway, getting away from that. Now, we determined everything looks good. This is the first thing you're going to do. If a dog has hair in its ear in abundance, you want to take it out. Now, it might not be something you want to do at home. <laughs> yeah, how do you do done. that? You just cut it out? No, basically, you just pull it out. It has a short root base. And um, groomers, what they'll do is they'll put a um, powder in that um, just gives it a little bit better grip and and, and pull it out. It don't hurt that much. And um, How do you know? Yeah, wait. When I pull hair out of my ears, it hurts. It don't hurt when you pull your own. (laughs) Well, right now, the grooming world is being turned upside down. And the veterinarian world, too, because some people say pluck some people say don't what i say is leave it alone because if it's fine to begin with why mess with it there's a couple of different types of of home remedies that you can use as a good ear cleaner first thing you can use is is is, um a little witch hazel witch hazel works good but my favorite is is um white vinegar 50 percent and 50 percent and i like using distilled water i mean they say you can use tap water but i like distilled water because you know what you know there's nothing in it you know anything you have to worry about mix a little bit of that put a little bit on a cotton 
ball and go in there and, and, and swab it out. And just go down as far as you can see. You don't want to go deep. Now, what I will not do is I will not do an ear flushing. If I'm going to do an ear flush, I make sure I get the proper um, the proper solution from a veterinarian and I follow the, the dosage. So this is just for general ear cleaning. But if you do that, if your dog has healthy ears to begin with and you do that once, twice a month, really you don't need to do it any more than that unless your dog has some sort of chronic problem and, and it needs to be done. But other than that, I would just go in with that. And the one thing you want to do is when you're done with the solution, throw it away. It's not something you want to keep around the house. Um, it's cheap enough to make it. If you do that, you'll have a nice, healthy, happy dog. That you can might. hear you. There you what? go. Mm, good advice. Keep those ears clean. Ladies and gentlemen, Joey Volani on Animal Radio. No potatoes. <laughs> Did your mother ever say that when you were a kid? Potatoes in your ears? Take those yeah. potatoes out of your ear. All right. Get potatoes yeah, okay, growing good. in your ears. Yeah, I don't know if that was an old Italian mother's thing. I don't know. My mother wasn't Italian. I don't know. I grew up on the East Coast. Maybe it was an East Coast thing. Are there Q-tips for dogs? Ooh, there's a good idea. I don't think you can put... You know what? Put those in it, can you? Can you? Use um, I, I like staying away from it um, only because, you know what, I've seen too many... Um, I've seen too many... People use Q-tips in their dog's ears and then have to go to the veterinarian because the dog shook its head or turned and then lodged in the ear and it broke oh. off. And believe it or not, we we had a dog once that came into the salon and we were cleaning its ear and we noticed something in there. We went in with a hemostat and we pulled out a half of a Q-tip. Oh, and um, no. the people said, oh, that must have been in there for a while because we haven't used Q-tips in the dog's ear in about oh. six months. So. Hi, it's Alan Cable. How much do you love your pet? A couple in Texas is trying to sell their home so they can offer a $50,000 reward for their dog. Me and my wife, we've never had any children, and I guess maybe that, that dog is a replacement for a child. We had him, you know, for five years, and, and I got all those memories, but we just want some more, you know, or greedy. That man's name is Charlie Parker. We just want another day, another week, another month, another year. One thing's for sure. We all need to love, and we all need to be loved back, and there's nothing more powerful. So besides giving a dog a home, what's the greatest gift you can give? Well, being a great dog owner. It means understanding and satisfying your dog's needs, learning to communicate with your dog. Dogs need these four things. Socialization, structure, exercise, and affection. You're going to have to learn to communicate like a dog. And that's done with body language, not with words. Last week, we were talking about the most common dog behavioral problems. We covered barking and chewing. Let's talk about separation anxiety. If a dog has separation anxiety, he might get very anxious right before you leave. He's going to want to follow you around constantly, touch you whenever he can, and when you leave a lot of things can happen. He might start chewing up your couch, going to the bathroom all over the place, barking. To change this behavior, modify it and desensitize your dog first requires you to become a calm, confident, trustworthy, consistent leader. When your dog looks to you for leadership and can depend on you, the anxiety level naturally is reduced. Then you can start to teach him that yes, you're leaving but you're definitely coming back. In the dog world, the leader of the pack is the only one who's allowed to leave without permission. So if you're not in charge, when you leave, your dog gets all anxious because you're leaving without permission. You can begin by locking your dog in a crate and paying no attention to him for about 10-15 minutes. Then just leave. Come back in about a half hour. Pay no attention to your dog for 10-15 minutes and then let him out of the kennel. Don't talk to him though. And then over time, lengthen the amount of time you stay away. Your dog will learn that you're in charge, you're leaving, and you're coming back. And because you're not making a big deal out of leaving and coming back, your dog will learn to be calm while you're doing it. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? 
Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed, and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-696-2871-800-696-2871-800-696-2871 That's 800-696-2871 Hi, this is Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. I'm on Animal Radio. Adopt a pet. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. A pair of otters have made it clear that their art isn't worthless after their paintings became a hit in their Minnesota aquarium gift shop. The Duluth News Tribune reports that Zush and Ang first started painting about a year ago. What they did is they smear blobs of children's paint on pieces of cardstock. Great Lake Aquarium employee Kathy Dickey says she also tried to get him to use canvases, but she says... They're not a big fan of canvases. I know why, because um, they probably like the smell of wood, so paper is better for them. Dickie explains that each painting takes about 15 minutes to complete, at which point she decides which works are worth framing and putting up for sale in the gift shop. She says they usually sell 10 to 20 pieces during the weekend at 35 bucks a piece. Not a bad part-time job for a little uh, otter. A Denver brewery is turning an April Fool's Day joke into something mm, a little more thirst-quenching. The Wine Coop Brewing Company recently announced plans to release a beer that's made with bull testicles. It's dubbed Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout. Head brewer Andy Brown explains that they got a slew of compliments from interested beer, beer drinkers when they sent out their original April Fool spoof. So they decided to turn the joke into a reality. Brown says the brew is an assertive foreign-style stout with deep flavors of chocolate syrup, Kahlua, and espresso. The drink, which gets its name from the local moniker for fried bull's testicles, goes on sale at the Wine Coop Brewing Company's pub in Denver. Ah. Sounds like that's a great thing. I'd love to uh, be able to get something that was <laughs> oh, made with bull's testicles. One life down and eight more to go for a kitten. <laughs> I'm going to be right there with that kitten. Uh, it was rescued from a car's engine in Maryland. The Washington Post says firefighters responded when a BMW owner had just left an auto repair shop and had heard what sounded like a cat meowing from inside his car. Well, a firefighter reached into the engine compartment, pulled out a brown and white kitten small enough to fit in its hand. The little itty-bitty kitty probably crawled inside the car at the repair shop. It was a bit frightened, but it's said to be just fine otherwise. For the time being, the cat is staying inside a potato chip box at the fire station. And there's a uh, freewheeling miniature potbelly pig that's been wreaking havoc on a Pennsylvania neighborhood. An animal has been called Dozer and it's been rooting around and destroying people's yards in Midland Heights. But Christy Bellato says she's worried that the pig might turn wild and start harming more than just their front lawns. Bellato says there have been attempts to capture it, but nobody's had any success. The Pennsylvania Game Commission suspects Dozer used to be somebody's pet, but it was left behind when that person moved away. Well, I hope they catch it so it doesn't turn into sausage. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com.
Hey folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor, stay or neuter your animals today. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. To my left, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. To my right, animal trainer, dog trainer, Alan Cable. Do you need to get that phone? You don't turn that off during the show? <laughs> well, that's a, that's, a, that's a cool ring right there. I like that. A uh, little iPhone. Dog father, Joey Volani is also here. Animal communicator, Joey Turner, and name dropper, Wendy Diamond, all here. <laughs> well, you know, everybody has their title. I was just... Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I've been hanging out with so-and-so and so-and-so. Yes. Pope came over. We had some coffee. Ah, <laughs> oh, you got to love it. Let's see. Oh, we know who we have on the phone. This is cool. We do this every year. And do we have the same guy? Different guy this year? I think it's a different guy this oh, year. Oh, we always have Ripley's Believe It or Not come on every year when their new edition comes out and talk about some of the animals that are in the, uh, this edition. And this year we have Edward Meyer. Well, hey, Edward, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It sounds like you've got a big team there. I'm outnumbered. We are a big team. In fact, we all have to wear name tags. We'll be nice. You've yeah. you got to tell me what, what's wrong with giving your dog milk bones. Oh, they're just crap food. They're, okay. they're, Shouldn't be doing that, eh? Are they're they a, better treats. Are, there sponsor, they're, are they a sponsor of ours? No. <laughs> I just wanted to make it. No. no, they're not. <laughs> okay. so now, my my dog prefers beef ones, but he has no problems with milk bones. Well, so you know what? I hear stories all the that. time. I hear stories all the time where these animals live on this crap food and they live long lives. Like you had a cat that lived on Friskies, what, for 17, 17 years. years? No yep. problems? No problems. Although He might have lived longer if he was on a premium food. He might have lived till 20. You don't know. Never know. You got to watch your food these days, especially with all the, the recalls from China now coming in and all the treats. And Anyway, that's I want to I talk about Ripley's Believe It or Not. Again, we have right. the book here, which is, again, it's a huge <laughs> book. And uh, it's 256 pages. I'm telling you. Uh, roughly 2,500 stories, 500 photographs. Yeah, and I love photographs. Those are my favorite kind yes. of books. Well, <laughs> a one. couple of them in this book are, you know, cat and dog related. So we, we've got something to talk about. You do. You have some. I've, I've actually uh, earmarked, dog marked some of the uh, pages. <laughs> Judy hates so it when I do that. There's actually a whole chapter on animals. Yes, there um, is. You know, it's one of my favorite sections in the whole book. So that's, you know, like roughly 25 pages worth. Uh, but what is new, what is different about this book this year? Yeah, what, what do you got this year? As, as you mentioned, we, we've been on the show before. I'm not sure I have. my Some English my guy. with Some British perhaps. guy. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got a guy named Tim O'Brien you might have had before. That might have been him. Yeah. Uh, I see but, this, um, this year. What's brand new this year yeah. is uh, a little bit of technology. As per the title of the book, Download the Weird, we've got a brand new Ripley app phone app for your your iphone or your ipad and uh, we got some instructions early in the book how to you know download that for free once you have the ripley app there's 17 pages in this particular book that you can take a picture of with your iphone uh, there's a fancy logo red and green logo says odd scan uh-huh. and it's visual recognition technology holy take a moly of that label and you suddenly got more information, more photos, a video, maybe an interview, and two of the odd scan, two of those wow. 17s. One's on a two-faced cat, and one's about a dog that likes to go on a child's scooter. The two-faced cat, we actually had the owners on, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did. 
So we, we know about them, but the, the ones that I was curious about, did you hear about this uh, poop for gold? These guys in uh, New Taipei in Taiwan were given a chance to turn their pet's poop into gold. I guess Beautiful. to clean up the streets, which I guess had a lot of poop you, you, you in the streets. You really don't want to go there, do you? Oh, hell <laughs> does. Oh, I absolutely... All the stories in the book. Well, yeah. here's the deal. Do you know the story? Can you tell the story? Or do I need to tell the story? Well, you, you, you go for it. It would take me a second to find that one, but uh, if you've got it on the tip of your tongue, you go for city it. City officials said anyone handing in dog poop was entered for a drawing in this contest, which included $2,100 in gold bars. So people were turning in poop left and right. And I'm telling you, this might work right here in the United States of America. I, I go out to the, yeah. We got a lot of crap around here, don't we? Yes, there is. That's a great oh, idea. Right up there with Starbucks one. for dogs. Now, we never encourage anyone to go out and buy any animals. We, we encourage you to go to adopt them. But if you happen to be out and you happen to have an extra one and a half million dollars sitting in your pocket, you can get this red Tibetan Mastiff puppy. That was a $1.5 million for this dog named Hong Dong. <laughs> Hong Dong. Apparently, uh, I guess he was bred... Uh, I don't know why he was so special. Well, they're rare in China, are they, are they not? Are they rare? Yeah, they're very uh, sought after. Um, and, uh, you know, they're huge dogs. They're quite massive dogs. They're, you know, 150 pounds and plus. So, What stories come to mind for you? We mentioned photographs, so I'll, I'll start there. My, You know, maybe my favorite photograph in the entire book... It's certainly my favorite pet photograph. Page 58, we've got a kitten who likes to hide in a glass jar. And I, I've, I've got both cats and dogs, and my cat sleeps in some pretty strange places, does some pretty strange things. But the white-haired Himalayan uh, looks like a real fuzzy, you know, lots, lots of fluffy hair, big blue eyes, called Mudini, you know, yuck, yuck, from Moscow, Russia. And it's in a tomato jar. Yeah, now, can you get out of there? Hold, let me hold up the it's picture awesome to the microphone there. so that people can yep. see the picture. Get that visual recognition there. <laughs> it looks like uh, one of those bottles that you build the ship in, except yep. there's a cat you know, in it. It's a, it's a large it's bottle. It's got maybe a three-inch mouth to it, but uh, it still doesn't look very comfortable or the proper size for this big kitten. And I know my cat can get in pretty small places, but I hope it doesn't try that one. Yeah. You sure they didn't grow the cat in there and put it in there as a kitten? Yeah, <laughs> no, we do that with fruits and vegetables. Chris Angel trick on horribly wrong. <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved looking at Ripley's Believe It or Not. I, I was attracted to the, the unusual. So for, like, the kitty with the five ears, that is, like, something I would have been all over as oh, a yeah. child. I guess it was a disturbing sign. <laughs> Great book. I have ten copies to give. Is that correct? Yes. Ten, nine copies to give away uh, right now. I know you're not giving that. Ripley's Believe It or Not. The book can be bought wherever fine books are sold or ripleys.com, amazon.com, and all new great gift item. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. I know this sounds crazy, but in the future, you might be searched by wasps at the airport. And I mean those little flying, stinging, bee-like insects. Hard to believe, but wasps can be trained to respond to the smell of explosives and drugs. They're cheaper than a dog to train, which can cost up to $15,000 for six months of training. How would it work? The wasps can be contained in a pipe-like device attached to a computer which would read their reactions to smells. They work for 48 hours and then they're turned loose to live out the remainder of their life, which is only about two to three weeks. It's only in the beginning stages, but this sting operation looks very promising. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal.
Radio. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-696-2871-800-696-2871-800-696-2871. That's 800-696-2871. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Don't have a cow, man. Hey, Animal Radio, it's Vinnie Penn, your party animal coming at you. Uh, I could get in trouble on this one um, because I know you're all animal lovers and you don't draw the thin lines um, that maybe I do. There are some animals I find a bit more difficult to love than others. Uh, so if you want to come and get me, you know, always feel free. Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. I welcome your emails. I enjoy reading them and I, I respond to every one of them. This particular subject, I may have even covered it loosely before, but I'm going to get a little bit more intricate right now, has to do with roadkill. I know we're in the middle. The economy is tanking. I mean, we're as close to the Great Depression as we've been since the Great Depression. Uh, And I know there are layoffs aplenty. City workers would have golden handshakes. But the length of time roadkill is hanging around in my area is obscene these days. I mean, you're running over the same squirrels and possum and uh, possi. Is that the plural of possum? I'm not really sure. And raccoons. It's really all quite disgusting. And it's going on day to day to day to day to day. And maybe there's been so many layoffs, they just can't get to it. But I say, if it's a cat or a dog, even if you get to the point of a deer, that should be um, a priority. That one should go out priority. And, and I don't want to be dismissive of the possum or the possi. And, and that's why I think some of you might get mad at me. But I mean, these nocturnal creatures that are these squirrels. I mean, you do see a lot of that. The dog or the cat. That's a priority, particularly anything with a collar around its neck. I don't want to be bleeding hard here, but I mean it. A dog should be picked up within a half an hour tops of uh, of being reported in. I don't want to drive by that repeatedly uh, with the, the these guys. What what else is their job? They're, and, I, and I don't even know what their job title is. Roadkill inspector. I mean, it sounds like a movie pre, uh, for the Gitter Dunn guy. All I know is, you know, <laughs> I'm going to come right out and say it. Possum. All right. You, you know, I, I can see it coming up. Yeah, we got a possum down on Main Street. Dead possum on Main Street. It's Monday morning. Over. Yeah, I'm not really going to be able to get to that. Maybe until tomorrow or the next day. That's fine. As I said, it's a possum. You can take that day or two. 
All right? Fine. But if you get... We got a dog on Main Street. That's priority over. I want to hear that SOB come back. I'm on my way. Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. Let's see. We have, uh, we're going to line four. We have Dusty for Dr. Debbie. Hi, Dusty. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. What's going on? Two years ago, we decided to get some cows, and uh, we have a few acres and wanted to raise uh, our own meat. And basically, uh, first year we had a cow, we had it transported out to be bred and brought back. And that's all kind of complicated and costly. So this year, uh, a friend of mine had a bull that he brought over to our place, and we had a heifer that uh, I actually saw them breed like three different months, and I wasn't understanding why they weren't taking. Actually, what I want to know is, is there some type of uh, urine test that you could do for a cow so you wouldn't have to have a vet come out? Uh, you know, that's a great question. And, and first, Dusty, I have to start off in saying that my my exposure to the large animal variety of cattle work um, is generally limited to that of the medium rare variety. So um, <laughs> as far as in my office, um, I deal with small animals, but I have uh, consulted with some of my uh, large animal colleagues. And I can tell you that um, urine tests um, for pregnancy are just not available at this time for, for cattle. Um, and the reason it works in people is because we're testing for a specific hormone that women excrete in the urine, and there just really hasn't been anything isolated in the urine that can consistently predict um, pregnancy in cows. There are some blood tests that can be done, um, so even if you don't have a veterinarian involved, that might be something that you can look at having done. Um, but uh, especially if this gal is having trouble with conception, then this might really truly be the indication where you need to get a veterinary professional to help you um, to determine if we've got some kind of fertility issues going on. And then definitely, you know, any species, you know, we can run into fertility issues, dogs, cats, um, you name it, um, horses, pigs, and there can be all sorts of issues. So, um, you know, I, I would have to say uh, find a good large animal veterinarian in your area, get her screen, get her checked out, and then maybe from there you can pick up and start doing some um, work with the breeding. Could you imagine if there was a pregnancy test for cows? I mean, they'd have to pee on a huh. stick. Can you imagine that? How do they you have to do that? It's, it's, it's a great, it's a great idea. Command. As soon as I walk over there, they pee. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great idea because there is such a problem with veterinary shortage in the large animal and the food animal industries. So, you know, it would be great to say, is there a large animal vet for you in that area? But, you know, in some areas, it can be tough um, or even some sometimes cost prohibitive. So, um, I, you know, I think there's a lot of voices out there saying we need something like this for cattle. Um, and most of the work that's been promising has really been with the blood test. You don't do uh, you don't deal with the big animals, but you always talk about your colleagues that do. They always have big, muscly arms. Why is that? Again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For all that palpation. And, you know, I got to say, when I was a vet student or actually it was way before I got into vet school, they had a, a cow in the vet school where you got to put your hand in and it had a big kind of a sphincter in the side where you put the hand inside the room in and you got to feel around and I told you I, I was sold on veterinary medicine um, just such cool stuff my mother was about oh. vomiting in the corner and here I am like wow it smells so cool in there and she was just absolutely disgusted yeah that's all we have time for today thanks for joining us on animal radio remember to download the animal radio app for your smartphone have a great week 
Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.